My biggest problem in my life is that I won't go to bed. I start getting sleepy around 8pm, but I will fight that and stay up until midnight a lot of the time. And I can't remember a time in my adult life where I wasn't like this. Even when I had to be up at 5 to start work at 6am when I owned a gym, I was still up the night before until near midnight. And if you listen to my episode on burnout, you will understand all about this. You'll know that story. It's not good. The worst part about this is I know how important sleep is for health. I have the awareness. I've done the research. I've heard about it. I know how I feel when I get proper sleep. and I know how crap I feel when I don't. And especially as someone with ADHD, lack of sleep makes all my ADHD symptoms and impairments so much worse. But my problem is the thought of I should go to bed to actually going to bed. And I'm still struggling with that, but I've gotten a lot better. So that's why in this episode, we're going to talk about my current nighttime routine. The things I do before I go to bed, that once I'm in bed, I'm I'm out like a light. I am conked out. I am sleeping. Our, our sleep-wake cycle affects how we feel day to day. It affects energy, our motivation, our mood. We have an internal clock called the circadian rhythm. It's a 24-hour internal clock that regulates cycles of alertness and sleepiness, and it aligns with the sun and the moon, morning and night, light and dark. It uses cues from the environment around us, like the temperature and the light around us, to regulate our sleep and wake cycles, like, hey, it's time to get up, it's bright, hey, it's time to go to sleep, it's dark. Our body knows to do that, but we fight it a lot and it messes with our health. Um, If your circadian rhythm is off, you may have symptoms such as extreme daytime fatigue and sleepiness, decreased alertness, problems with memory, forgetfulness, decision-making, mood problems, energy problems. And like, what do women with ADHD already struggle with? Yes, all of those things. So we can see why bad sleeping patterns can make our ADHD impairments much worse. Like we have the awareness. We know how it messes with us. Um, It's just doing something about it, which is just the thing with ADHD, right? Now, I have been getting eight hours of sleep a night, eight to nine sometimes. I'm definitely getting enough sleep. But my problem right now is that I'm sleeping in way too late. I'm staying up way too late, which is not great at this time of year, especially because I'm only getting a couple of hours of daylight and it gets dark in the UK at 4.30 p.m., 4 p.m. in winter, which is so dark. And so if I'm sleeping in, I'm not getting outside for the first walk of the day until 11 or 12. I'm just missing so much daylight. My body is just a bit all over the place. So I'd like to get better with that. But I am getting a good night's sleep when I'm in bed. Like I am conking out. I am out for the count. Did I say I am conking out? (laughs) I am conking out. Conking? Conking? Why does that sound so weird? (laughs) I'm conked out. (laughs) Conking out. Out for the count. (laughs) I get a deep night's sleep. So um, I'm going to chat to you about what I do before I go to bed. Like my current evening nighttime routine that I feel has really helped with me falling asleep faster and staying asleep 
Um, so when I'm in bed, I'm falling asleep, but I still have a problem with actually getting to bed, but that's, that's next on the list. Um, a few weeks ago, I noticed that I was completely out of this routine. So I had this routine nailed down and then I was like, I need to make a podcast episode on this. And it was on my list of things to talk about. And then somehow I just got out of the routine. I don't know, just a few things happened. And then I caught it. I was like, why am I feeling worse every day? And I noticed I was completely out of this nighttime routine that I had been doing, which happens with ADHD. And the thing is, look, it's not about starting a routine or starting a habit or trying something new and then you stop it or you fall off track. That doesn't mean, oh, I failed. That doesn't work for me. It's just how how fast can you slide forward? Like you might bounce back into those old habit, habits, backwards into old habits. But when you catch that and you notice it, it's how quick can you slide forward, move forward again? That's it. You don't have to call yourself names or think you're a terrible person because you slipped off track. So my sleep was badly affected when I noticed I was out of this routine. I was going to bed and I just wasn't able to switch off. Uh, I got an aura ring recently. When did I get this? I got this a few months ago, two, maybe three or three months ago. And so now I can actually track it. So I could see on my ring on my app on the stats that my sleep was really badly affected. So that just reinforced the fact that this, this shit does work. And so I got back into it. So the first thing, forget about what I do during the day, all of that stuff. When it comes to, let's think about like dinner, because I think after dinner is nighttime to me. The first thing in this routine is moving a walk after dinner. Now this really helps with insulin sensitivity, lowers blood sugar levels or blood glucose levels. And this light walking, just walking, just a light walk allows the muscles to engage more actively and soak up some of this extra glucose from the meal, sugar from the meal, resulting in lower blood sugar levels after eating. So then instead of having like a sharp rise and a crash in blood sugar levels, which will lead to more cravings, maybe more nighttime cravings, your blood sugar levels will gradually rise and fall, which is easier for the body to cope with. And, you know, if you've less sugar cravings later on in the evening, you're not going to be eating as late and it's not going to keep you up and keep you awake. Um, as late at night to have a better night's sleep. For me, this is when I typically take Nero, my dog, if you don't know Nero, out in his evening walk. So I'm usually out for about half an hour. And I noticed that there was a few evenings in a row where my partner, Rue, was taking Nero out. I was like, oh, you guys go ahead. I'm just going to stay here. And it affected my nighttime routine. Like my, my sleep was completely off. Like it was like the first step into being completely off track and, and not having a good night's sleep. And I was like, it was crazy how a small walk in the evening made such a difference. But it's, it's just so good for you as well. Like not even the blood sugar stuff, but just getting outside. It's good for your head. Get Even when it's cold, getting into your body, noticing the cold, noticing everything around you, being away from the TV, away from social media, just you in real life having a nice walk, even if it's cold, even if it's raining. Um, and I love my dog Nero for so many reasons, but when I look at the routine that he has added to my life, because no matter what, he is getting out for his walks every day. No matter how I'm feeling or what's going on, motivation doesn't matter. He needs out. He is getting out. So that's a great part of my evening routine. Um, and sometimes if I'm out, like if it's just me, usually me and my partner and my pup will go together, but if it's just me and my pup, um, if my mood is low, I'll put on a fabulous song that just makes me want to skip 
along and like shake off any stagnant energy from the day out of my body. Okay, and the next step that has really helped in my evening routine is having a bath with magnesium flakes a few times a week. If you don't have a bath, get a bucket and suck, soak your feet. <laughs> I already said suck your feet. No, don't suck your feet unless you're into that. But no, like we're not going to suck our feet. <laughs> so if you don't have a bath, get a bucket. Get a bucket. <laughs> There's something about getting into the bath that feels so luxurious. And I think part of it is that we are always on the go like go 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 or we're always on inside our minds that we get so disconnected from our bodies and this is what a lot of my work is about being so disconnected from your body but when you're disconnected from your body you're, you're more frazzled anxious and stressed and we find ourselves like jumping into the shower because it's easy and it's fast I'll have a quick shower before I go or I'll have a quick shower before bed um but having a warm bath can activate your parasympathetic nervous system it can bring you back into your body and help you relax and just wind down I know a lot of people don't like baths sometimes when I suggest having a bath I hear people say oh, I hate baths I just don't enjoy baths they're so boring and I would say if that is you I would challenge yourself you probably need the bath even more it's like what they say about meditation if you don't have time for meditation you need to meditate even more and a bath would be the same thing because if you're someone who you can't sit still because you find the bath boring, then what is that doing to your health if you just can't be sitting with yourself for 10 minutes in warm water? What does that mean? What is that saying? So just try it. And if if you don't want, if you really don't want the bath, get a bucket and soak your feet. That's it. So in theory, why baths help with sleep? is the rise in body temperature that comes from the warm water. So your body temperature is connected to your circadian rhythm. Again, go back to circadian rhythm, which, as you know, regulates your sleep cycle. But as bedtime gets nearer, your body temperature actually dips naturally. So taking a bath before bedtime brings up your body temperature and then forcing it forces it to drop down again when you get out of the water. So it mimics that natural increase and decrease that happens at night which again better helps your body slip, shift into sleeping modes. I just love getting into the bath. So I use magnesium flakes, which is magnesium chloride. And I use this brand called Better You. So I've gone through, I was looking there earlier. I have a few bags. They have different, um, not flavors, but they have different scents with different essential oils. And I go through so many bags of these. I, I obviously feel quite a difference with them because I keep rebuying the same brand over and over. So I had to look online. I was like, why do I love this specific bag of magnesium flakes so much? So I read online that, what do they say? Better you magnesium flakes, only use magnesium chloride that is mined from a rich stream one mile below the sectine sea. Oh my God, I should have checked with this, how to pronounce this word. The sea in Northern Holland, uh, the source of magnesium has been protected and purified for over 250 million years and is the richest and most naturally pure source known. So that's what they say about this: these magnesium flakes. I don't usually use bath bombs or anything like that because I find them really drying on my skin and usually the ingredients aren't great and I don't want my skin, you know, I'm sitting in a hot bath, I don't want my skin soaking up a chemical shitstorm while lying in that hot bath you know so I'm trying to like I don't want to add stress to my body 
during a moment of de-stress. So I typically don't add things like that unless I find something with ingredients that I like. But if you don't have any magnesium flakes, just use water. Like I've so many times I've had baths, just just hot water. That's it. No bubbles or nothing else because I just needed to get into the water. So that is that step. Then the next important part of this evening routine is light. Light. Going back to what I was saying about our circadian rhythm and the internal clock um, and how, you know, the clock uses cues from the environment around us, like temperature and light. So one really easy thing we can change without much effort usually at home is the lighting in our home. And that I don't mean that we have to change all the light bulbs or anything like that, but keep those bright ceiling lights off. Those big bright lights are telling your body that it's still bright out and that we need to stay awake. So think of the sunset. Think of sunset colours. Go for warm, dim lights in the living room. Fake candles, all the cosy winter vibes. Red light is less disruptive than bright lights. And I got one of those galaxy projector lamps that changes colours. I don't know what the name of it is. I think you just call them galaxy projector lamps. <laughs> I got it on Amazon. It changes colours and it like moves around, the light moves around on the ceiling. So I keep that on red. I keep that on red and I have it in, I move it between the bath and the bedroom. I need to get a second one, but I keep it in those two rooms. And then the living room, it's just, we have like a dim lamp, corner lamp, and it's dim and we use that. And that's it and fake candles and it's just if you have the big bright lights on it's you're, you're gonna be so much more awake and I'm purposely not talking about screen time on this because I feel like the first thing people always say when it comes to getting a good night's sleep is get off your phone turn off the tv no screen time and I on I just think that it goes in one ear and out the other because we try it and it usually doesn't work It'll work for a while. And so I like to create habits that I don't really care about. So I don't really care if the ceiling lights are off and I have dim lights on, you know, like I don't really care about adding magnesium to my bath. It's just like simple things that affect me positively, but I don't need willpower to do those things. I need an abundance of willpower to not watch Netflix and to be off my phone. So these are all little habits that you don't need willpower for. And you don't need motivation for just little things that you can change. And so when I'm talking about light, yes, of course, the light from your phone also contributes to you being awake or not, because that light's going into your eyes and the same with the TV. But if you can change all the other little things around you and tackle those first and then start reducing your screen time or put um, a limit on in the settings in your phone, you know how you can um like lock the apps after a certain time and maybe bring it back 15 minutes half an hour every night so it's not just like this big massive change all at once um that's going to be helpful for you so actually on that topic the next thing is tea my sensory snack bowl with my favorite show so I love a bit of Netflix in the evening I know there's like air quotes better things I could be doing with my time I could be making art I could be, <laughs> I can't even think, I could be working on my business, I could be writing my book, I could, there's lots of things I could be doing, And um, but honestly, like, Gilmore Girls on Netflix, 
calms me the fuck down. Like I am chilled out. I am not thinking about the world. I am not thinking about work. If I'm in, if I'm in a good episode, I'm not looking at my phone. And for me, that is so calming. That is good for my nervous system. That is making me feel grounded and safe and at home. And so I'm going to keep doing that. Maybe my time could be better spent elsewhere and maybe that will change in the future. But right now, a bit of Gilmore Girls in the evening or something similar, I fucking love it. And I'm not going to change it. I'm getting that Wolf of Wall Street vibes. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not changing it. I'm keeping Gilmore Girls on. So that's my tea and my sensory snack bowl. So we have an episode on sensory snack bowl. Go back and listen to that if you want to. Um, but herbal teas, herbal teas are so good for our health. I have an abundance of different types of herbal teas in my cupboards. Chamomile tea is nature's natural sedative. It is so good before bed. Put two tea bags into your cup, let it steep for 10 minutes before you drink it. And I'm always refilling that cup back up. I'm having a few cups in the, in the evening. I'm also loving spearmint tea at the minute, which is great for balancing female hormones, it is said over a long period of time and so I'm using that with a few other things for my hormones which is another topic or another episode I need to make because I'm seeing some massive differences um I'm seeing some massive changes in PMS um I think I might have had PMDD I don't know but I'm seeing some really positive changes so I'll make another episode on that but going back to the tea back to the evening routine um what else I love nettle tea as well there's so many good teas out there so have a look, like look online, like go into shops and pick up some teas and just see like what you feel called to trying and just experiment with it and allow your body to soak up that goodness. The herbs are so good for us, our body, our digestive system, so many different benefits to different types of herbs. So I love doing that in the evening with my sensory snack bowl. And my next important thing on this nighttime routine is supplements. So specifically, I'm going to talk about what helps me with sleep here. I am taking different supplements for different things, but the most important one that I can line out here is magnesium. Now wait, don't skip forward because there's different types of magnesium and you might be taking the wrong type because I was for a long time. Magnesium is an essential mineral and it's involved in hundreds, I don't know, like I think it's over 300 different body functions. It's needed for many different systems in your body and many foods have magnesium but most people do not eat enough of the right types of foods to get enough magnesium from their diet alone. And as well, as you know, a lot of foods aren't the same quality as what they were years and years ago. Soil quality is not the same. The way food is packaged and produced and transported, like a lot of a lot is different now. So we're not getting a, enough of a lot of the minerals and vitamins that we need every day. But magnesium is really important. So you might find if you if you have if you've bought magnesium before go and look in your cupboards now. Magnesium citrate and magnesium oxide are the most common. I think they're the cheapest. So they're, mo- they're the most common anyway, but they probably won't have the kind of relaxing effect that you're looking for in the evening. Okay. I use magnesium glycinate as it is particularly helpful for those of us with ADHD who can really struggle with winding down and falling asleep. So uh, magnesium glycinate helps us relax into the body get out of your head and as I say it slows down the revolving door of thoughts in your busy ADHD brain so that you can fall asleep faster. Magnesium L-theronate is another great option. So at this time I also take my vitamin D and K2 at the same time. So I have one supplement that has vitamin D and K2 in 
the one supplement. So I take this alongside my magnesium at this time because magnesium is needed to move vitamin D around the body, around the blood, and it activates the vitamin D. So that's why I take it at the same time. And then I always use a vitamin D that has a vitamin K2 in it. So it's not just a vitamin D in its own. It's vitamin D with K2. Is The vitamin K2 it helps make sure that the calcium is put where it needs to be in the bones and not left elsewhere like the arteries. So vitamin D with K2. And I take that with the magnesium. Magnesium is the one that helps the sleep, but the vitamin D and K2, it all works really well together. So I take it all at the same time. And then do I take any other, I do take other supplements, but I'll talk about them in another episode because I'm trying to keep this to my sleep nighttime routine chat instead. I could be going all day. There's so many different things we could talk about. Next thing on this list is, well, it's a few different things in one, but I guess we could call it like a moment of intention. <laughs> so a moment to calm the nervous system, close the lips, get out of the head, into the body again. You can see a theme here. Um, somatic shaking. I spoke about that before in, I did a post on Instagram and TikTok. It was hot girl autumn, things I do before bed um, for like a glow up, but somatic shaking was one of them. And somatic shaking is essentially, if you think about a uh, dog, when it meets another dog or gets into a stressful situation and then it shakes itself off. As humans, when we feel stress, we, t- we usually don't shake it off afterwards. And so it, it lives in the body. So I like to do a bit of shaking in the evening to shake out that energy, um, which also calms the nervous system, gets me out of my head, into the body, closes some lips. And I always like visualize, I, I'm a very visual person. I imagine stress leaving the body. I imagine energy attacks bouncing off me and going back to the sender. So if I've had some weird interactions that day or if I've had some weird vibes from someone like I always imagine any strange energy bouncing off me goes straight back to the sender this is not mine I'm sending it back to you that's something that I do as well when I'm out and about Um, and I feel like that just keeps my energy that just protects my energy and helps me feel more grounded because I soak up other people's energies quite easily so it's something I have to be really intentional about and if you're going day to day soaking up all this energy all these other, other people's energies it's an overload like you can't take on all that stuff so you have to take a moment to release it let it go it's not yours send it back and then I'll set an intention um sometimes I'll light some sage usually say a prayer just take a moment with myself and reflect on the day could be just sitting in the dark in the living room by myself just a moment just to be with myself take a breath and then when I go to bed I guess this is the last step kind of Um, No self-help books, no psychology books, no business books, no no books about habits, no health books, because they're all going to, they're active, they're keeping your mind busy, right? Uh, So I like storybooks, novels, like a, a book, a juicy novel, a juicy story that I can't wait to read. So when I'm getting ready for bed, I'm like, oh, like I'm on this page. I want to see what happens next. You know, it's like a Netflix show. I want to see what happens next. So I want to read that book. So it helps me get into bed sooner. Um, But with like psychology books, self-help books, business books, I love all of those, but those for a diff- those are for a different time of day because what they do to me in bed is my mind is awake. Now I have new business ideas. Now I have new systems, new ways of doing things. Now I'm thinking about my health. Now I'm thinking about the, I'm thinking about all these different things that's keeping me awake and it's not helping me wind down. I'm trying to get out of my head and into my body and just away from the day-to-day stuff. So that's why I love 
storybooks because I'm in someone else's world I'm reading about something else that's not connected to me and it's really really calming and just the act of reading in itself will help your eyes get sleepier so I do this with I have my red lamp the projector galaxy lamp thing and that has the red projector I don't know what the right term is for this but on the ceiling and it's like floating around so the lights floating around like clouds and that makes me really sleepy as well and even just like when I finish reading if I'm just lying there looking at that light that sometimes just sends me to sleep because it's so relaxing and like I think of like a baby when it's in its bed and it's caught when it's a little baby and they have those types of lights don't they on the ceiling or they have the toys above their eyes above their heads and they're like watching them and it's helping them fall asleep that's me I am that baby in the cot (laughs) that shit helps me sleep so try that out if you don't have one um I'll find the name of the or I'll find the exact one I got on Amazon and if you want that just ask me or I'll link it somewhere but it really helps me sleep What else? I do have some other mindfulness and nervous system techniques, like relaxing techniques that I do in my mind if I'm still struggling to sleep at this point. I can talk about them in another time, I think, because there's a a whole other conversation to be had there as well. There's, There's other things, but usually that, what I've just laid out, helps. That helps me fall asleep. And there's things I do want to get better at for an earlier sleep. Like, as I said, when I do those things, I am out like a light and I'm having a deep sleep for eight, nine hours. But there's things I want to do to get an earlier sleep. There's things I want to get better at. So I'd love to get eight hours sleep starting from 10 p.m. Imagine falling asleep at 10 p.m. or 9 p.m., even 11 p.m. If I fall asleep at 11 p.m., that is such a big deal. So I want to be that person that's like going to bed at eight or nine drifting off and like sleeping by 9 30 or 10 and then awake at like five or six (laughs) and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed bright awake ready for the day like feeling good you know what I mean so um I'm working towards that but a few things I want to get better at is having dinner so having the last meal of the day earlier so my body can digest the food wind down rest repair you know, poor digestion can make it difficult to get quality sleep. So if we're eating really late, heavy meals, and we're not digesting it until really late, and the body, the systems again are all over the place because it's like, oh, hey, she's eating. It must not be time to sleep yet. Like that can really mess up our cycle as well. So I'm trying to have it a bit earlier and just move things a bit earlier. Another thing that I want to get better at is not getting hyped up at night with ideas and work. So for me, ideas and creativity flow to me at this time, late in the evening and at night time. But I also struggle with switching off from work. Now I am a lot better at this than what I used to be. I used to be terrible. I used to have no boundaries with this. I used to be a complete workaholic, like chronically on, and it wasn't good for my hormones or my health, which I am learning but I feel like when I was in my 20s, I, I was like, I don't need no sleep. I'm an independent woman and I don't need no bad and I don't need no sleep. and I don't need anything. And I'm just going to work all day and all night. <laughs> that fucked me up. That fucked me up. Okay. So um, I'm learning all about that now. But still to this point, not getting 
so hyped up at night because if an idea comes to me and I'm like, oh, let's go on my laptop for a minute and I'll write this out. And then one thing leads to another and then I'm there for an hour. My mind's awake and I'm excited and I'm hopping about the place. And I, then I'm not getting sleep because I'm so alive. So I'm trying to um, trying to change that. That's that's kind of hard to control, I feel like, because ideas and creativity can just come to you at any time. So I just try and flow with it. But I guess I'm trying to be more aware of it. So now when when I'm when it happens, I'm like, oh, I see what's happening here. I'm gonna put a sticky note on the wall. I'm gonna write a few things out and I'll come back to this tomorrow. So it just depends on the situation and it depends on what season you're in and what's going on in your life. But it's just something to catch and be aware of. And maybe writing it out, journaling it, sending yourself a voice note to come back to it tomorrow can be really helpful. What else am I doing? Yeah, that's that's the gist of it. I feel like that's the gist of it and honestly I do believe that if we can get better sleep if you're gonna if you have a better night's sleep you're a happier person the next day and so it's just it's so easy to say I'm a night owl you know to have that identity to label yourself with I'm a night owl I stay up all night it doesn't affect me but then over time noticing the negative effects off that and as well I guess if you're a shift worker if you're a nurse if you're so many different jobs that would do shift work you know I used to be in my late teens mid-teens late teens early 20s I was bartender I was waitress I worked all those like night shifts and it was fine it felt like it was fine I just slept all day and but now I, I feel the negative effects of that that type of routine like it just isn't good for my health or my ADHD so it's just something to be aware of and something to catch if you find this helpful please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can write a little review or on Spotify, you can give it a five star. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're going easy on yourself. You're not being hard on yourself. I hope you give yourself a little bit of kindness today and try out one of these things tonight before you go to bed, whether it's getting a book, having a bath or whatever it is. And I will talk to you soon from one healthy, happy ADHD girl to another. Talk to you soon. Bye.